Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I want to share with us a word that I believe God has dropped in my heart. Uh, and so would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 6? Uh, and we're going to read from verse 25 to 34. Right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to, to 34. And we're going to read... And I'm going to give you the title for today. And then we're going to just talk about what Jesus talked about. Is that okay? Amen. And so Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? Take your time. Don't worry. But if you're there, give me a shout. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. All right. All right. Right. If you turn there, great. Otherwise, we have it flash out on the screen for your benefit as well. Um, but let's read together because it's always powerful to read God's Word. Let's go. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. Praise God. If you're taking down notes, the title for my message today is called How to Stop Worrying. How to Stop Worrying. You know, um, I just love that the Word of God is so practical. It talks about stuff that we go through. And all of us here, at one time or the other, or even, even right now, uh, we have worries in our lives. You know, worry is truly the gift that keeps on giving. You know, if you ever think that one day you'll stop worrying, um, keep worrying. You know, because, you know, if, if we can find a way to harness the hypothetical energy of worry, we will have renewable energy, you know, for every nation in the whole planet. Because, you know... How many have been there before, right? You go like, okay, I'm in my first year of university. I'm so worried. I don't have friends. I know once I get friends, then I'll stop worrying. Then you get friends and then you continue to worry. Oh no, will my friends keep being my friends? Will my friends like me? Are these really my friends? And then before you know it, you, you go like, all right, I, I think I found a, 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 a kind of like a core community from my group of friends. Oh no, exam is coming. And then you start worrying. And then you think to yourself, after I sit for the exam, I'm going to stop worrying. And then even while preparing for the exam, you're worrying. Oh no, will I be able to finish studying all that I meant to study? And then you think to yourself, I know once I finish my exam, then I'll stop worrying. Once you finish your exam, you start worrying. How will the results be? 
And then before you know it, you finish first year, praise the Lord, then you start worrying, oh no, in my business of figuring out the first year, I forgot to look into accommodation for my second year. Then you start worrying. And then you start looking for places. I know once I find a place, I'll stop worrying. And then you go like, oh no, will I ever find a place? Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can go on until year three and PhD, but I shall not. But the truth is this, we all worry. And, and, and worry is this self-sabotage that we do to ourselves. You know, you can have every opportunity laid in front of you, but as long as you're still worrying in your heart, uh, you, you're going you're gonna to be in pieces. You know, I, I, can, I can arrange, um, um, you know, the, the best job in the world for you. Let's say, for example, because I'm a pastor and I know people, uh, specifically Jesus, uh, and uh, by the grace of Jesus, you know, I managed to hook you up with a job in your favorite company, whatever that company is. You know, if you're into IT, maybe, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I, by the grace of God, I hook you up with Facebook, with Apple, with, you know, Samsung, whatever you call it. Uh, and then you go like, wow, I'm so blessed. I got this interview. And then by the grace of God, your pastor brings you out shopping and then we go bring you and, and you're, you're, you're wearing like the best suit. So you're going there for the interview, wearing the best suit uh, with the best company, but how know that you will still worry. He will still worry. And, and God here is, He knows about that human weakness. How many know that God knows our weaknesses, but He doesn't despise us for it? He enters into our weakness and He tries to repair. He tries to minister to our weakness. That's why I love about Jesus. Amen. He's not some far away God. He's the God that came near. He's God with us. And so here you have Jesus talking about worry. And maybe for some of us, this is a passage of scripture that we've read many times. And sometimes when we become too familiar with scripture, it can fly past our head. But I want to help us to unpack this scripture because if you've been paying attention, there are actually three times Jesus says, therefore do not worry. There are three things specifically that He targets, three worries in our lives that He tells us to stop it, to, to stop it, okay? And so I, I want to talk to us about these three worries and then I want to draw from Scripture to help us overcome these three worries. The first, therefore, don't worry, that Jesus talks about is the worry of life. It's in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about, what does Scripture say? Your life. Your life. And friends, you know, our life, we, we have... Uh, our own neurosis, we have our own phobia, we have our own worst case scenarios, we all have our own issues. And, and these are not like big life issues, these are as simple as everyday issues. I love that Jesus is so practical. He says that don't worry about your life, verse 25, what you will eat, what you will drink, what's on your body, what you will wear. And, and this can sound like shallow needs and yet these are things that we worry about. And God is saying that, you know, there will be days where you worry. And, and, and there will be days where you worry about your body shape. What will you wear? Can I wear this? Your body, what you, what you eat. Should I be eating that? Should I not be eating that? We'll be worrying about our hairstyle, you know. Is our hair falling, you know, in the right place? And, and how many of us here have been uh, 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 there before where you're having a, a, a good day or you thought you're going to have a good day uh, until you go to the toilet and for whatever reason, your hair just does not want to cooperate that day. 
Amen? You know, maybe I'm the only one. Even though I have the, the least hair in the whole church, uh, I still have days where my hair doesn't want to cooperate. You know, I wish they had more, but you know, it doesn't want to cooperate. And, and so there'll be days where, where we, we get bogged up. Amen? We get affected by our hair. We get affected by our body. We get affected by what can seem superficial things, but we still get affected, friends. When we worry about life, you know, about our drinking, about our eating, about our coming in and our going out. So that's one worry that we will have for life, which is the worry of life. The second worry that Jesus wants us about to stop it <laughs> is in verse 31. It says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Now, you might be thinking, wait a second, you just repeat yourself. No, 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 no. You notice here, Jesus the first time says, what you will eat what you will drink. And then this time Jesus says, what we will eat, what we will drink, what shall we wear. In other words, the second worry that gets us is the worry about others. Have you been there before where you thought, okay, okay, I got my hair finally, you know, in the right place, you know, my clothes now finally fit and, and, and suddenly you step out and then there's others. the other people's opinion. There's other people's perception. There's other people's, you know, their, their, their fears, other, your interaction with others. And as long as there are other people on planet Earth, there will be worries created out of those interactions, both by things said and unsaid. How many of you have been worried by silence before? Right? You ask for an opinion, they go like, is this okay? And then your friend says nothing. And then, and then you go like, oh, what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? You, you see, friends, you know, even in silence, we worry. So there's so much worry in our lives and Jesus wants to address them. And of course, then the, the last worry that we all struggle with is the worry about the future. Verse 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. We, we cannot help but worry about the unseen, unpredictable, uncontrollable future. And so there are three things, right, that we will always worry about. You know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, that's the worry about the future. And then we're going to worry about, oh, what, what will other people think? Does my boss like me? You know, does, does, does my friend like me? You know, does, does no, uh, what, what, is, this, is this in fashion? Is this, is this cool enough? And even if you live on an island, you will still have worry. Oh no, no, why didn't I learn to swim? Why am I on this island, you know? Or why didn't I pack, you know, extra food? Do you see, friends? And so God wants to help us overcome and the answer is found in Jesus. And so we're going to go through bit by bit these worries. And, uh, all, and the response to these three worries will form our three take-home points for today. Is that okay? So point number one, how do we overcome? How do we stop worrying about ourselves, about our, our lives? How do we basically make, uh, uh, stop making ourselves our own worst enemy? Point number one, know your value. Know your value. Jesus here addresses the first worry by saying that, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. Don't worry about provision. Don't worry about whether you will survive another day. Don't worry about all this. Instead, how did Jesus say? Jesus says, reminds the people by pointing them to the birds and pointing them to the lilies. And, and, and it's not just to point them to look at the birds and, 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 and the lilies, but it's a reminder of value. It says that, that 
you know, look at the birds. They, they, don't have, they don't have jobs. This is my paraphrase. They don't have bank accounts. Uh, they, they, they just fly about, do their own thing, poop everywhere. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And it was a rhetorical question because the answer is yes. Yes, you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm more valuable than birds. And Jesus is saying that, look, no, you, you go around worried, but you know how you can stop worrying? When you know your value. Do you know your net worth? Do you know your net worth? Your net worth is not, not what's in your bank account. Your net worth. If you've been here last Sunday, you will know your net worth. You are deeply, impossibly, but deeply, expensively loved by God. You are worth the Son of God giving His life for you. That's your net worth. So the next time your hair tries to control your day, tell yourself, hair, you don't have the final say. I know it can sound like a mad person, but it's okay, you're alone. <laughs> and you can say that hair, you don't have the final say, God has the final say. And yeah, my hair might not be in the right place, but, but Jesus loves me. God loves me. I know my value. Yeah, I might gain a few pounds. Maybe the dress I bought yesterday doesn't quite fit me the same way today. But hey, I, my, my value, my self-esteem, it is not built on a dress. My self-esteem is not built on how many likes on Instagram. My self-esteem is built on the fact that God sees me as precious. That's your value. And Jesus goes on. And, and you see how Jesus starts with very everyday stuff. He talks about clothing. Everyone will go like, you know, does Jesus, you know, does he just talk about high and mighty spiritual things? No, he talks about food and clothing. And it says that, look at the lilies. They, 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 you know, they, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon, King Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is gone, how much more will He clothe you? And, and Jesus here, let me paraphrase is this, okay? Jesus saying that, do you know the lilies, the grass by the side? Do you know that I put more thought into designing that? I put more thought into creating the, the cellular structure of the lily. I put more thought into it. Into how, you know, the photosynthesis will grow and, and how it sprouts. I put more thought into the design system of, of the environment than the greatest tailor were ever put into designing the most fashionable clothes. If you think, this is my paraphrase, I'm paraphrasing Jesus, if you think that the tailors at Giorgio Armani, <laughs> who tailor the Armani suits for the superstars at the, you know, red carpet events, if, if you think they put in thought, I put in more thought than them. When it comes to you. If you think that, that there's an expensive place to go in London, just in case you don't know, to get good suits, 
And no, it's not TM Lewin, okay? They're not sponsoring this message. It's this place called Savile. I'm not even, hopefully I'm not, Savile Row. Yesterday in Bristol, I say Savoy Row, and then somebody corrected me. It's Savile! A bit, sorry. Savile Row. And some of you might be thinking, where is that? It's okay, all right? If you watch the movie Kingsman, it's, it's built around that concept, you know? It actually films certain scenes as Savile. And basically, this place where the suits, the cheaper suits, could easily cost up to thousands. And that's the cheap stuff. And yet, God is saying that, do you know, compared to the, the, the effort, the craftsmanship those tailors put into the suits, I put more thought into my plans for you. So don't worry. Don't worry about your body image. Don't worry about your hair. Don't worry about, you know, and, 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 and we all have, right, worries about life. How many have been there before where you walk into an interview and you wish and you wish and you wish, and say, if only I was, I, I, I was born with a different skin colour. Hello? If only I was born with a different accent. Oh, why do I have a silly Malaysian accent? And you wish. And sometimes we do, don't we? Out of worry, we try to change ourselves. We try to walk into interviews and try to go, Hello, hi, hi. Away from uh, Malaysia. Malaysia. It's like, it's chill, be yourself. And, 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 and God is saying that, you see, worry is corrupting you. Worry is, is warping your self-image. Stop worrying. Your, the, 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 your ability to walk through that interview is not because of your accent. It's not because of the clothes you wear. It's not about the food that you put into your body. It's about the value that He puts in you. That is God's assurance to us. So when God asks us to stop worrying, it's not just like a stop worrying, it's easy. It's stop worrying and meditate. Do you know what happens when we worry? We actually meditate but we meditate on the worst. We go like, oh no, oh no, what if, what if? If you ever met somebody, I, sometimes I meet people who go like, oh, I don't have a lot of imagination. I go like, impossible. As long as you worry, you have an imagination. Ooh. And you're always worrying. And God said, instead of worrying and meditating on the worst, meditate on the best. And God is saying, the, the, the value I put on you, that's the best. I love you so much. I love you more than the birds. Of course, I love you more than the birds. I love you more than lilies. Of course, I love you more than the lilies. If, if I can put in so much thought to design the lily, how much more are my designs for you? Turn to your neighbor and say, God has great designs for your life. He has. He has. So the next time, you, your, your neurosis, the next time your phobia, the next time your fears, the next time your insecurity, the next time your, your warped perception of your body image tries to get the better of you, learn to say, stop. I'm not going to meditate on the worst case scenario. I'm going to meditate on God's best for me. Amen? So know your value. Turn to your neighbor and say, know your value. Amen? That's how you stop fussing about life. Well, the second worry is this then. Okay, once you try to get yourself, okay, in, in check by meditating on God's best for your life, praise the Lord, there's still others to contend with. Yikes. And Jesus said that, you know, don't, you know, therefore do not worry. Verse 31, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? 
For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. The Gentiles, people who don't know God. Do you know that even in Jesus' time, the people who don't know God outnumber the people who know God. And the people who do know God are constantly surrounded and overwhelmed and outnumbered by the people who don't know God, right? Or who don't know the one true God. And so in, in ancient Israel, they were surrounded in Jesus' time with Roman occupation. And so not only was there occupation, but there was also cultural occupation. And then there you are, and everyone is this stuff like, okay, I know what God's Word says, but other people, but the Romans are saying something else. And look at the Romans, wow, the architecture is so big. They conquered, you know, at the time, the Roman Empire was a superpower. Oh, they conquered so many parts of the world. And so many times in our lives, we allow other people's perception, other people's opinion, other people's success, other people's achievements to make us worry. And then when we look at them, we go like, I, I'm not sure, you know. I, you know they, it looks like they know success. It looks like they know you know, how to conquer, you know, I, you know maybe it's better if I follow them. And, and Jesus here says that don't, don't, don't run after these things like how the Gentile run after. Don't start running after them and their ideas. And He assures us, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And, and, and again, this is so beautiful. Jesus is saying that, you know, you, you, you might feel like you're losing out. But God knows you. And God will not cause you to lose out. How many of you have had fear of missing out before? The, the struggle is real, right? It's real. You know, thank you for honesty. It's real. Everyone just, you know, they're, they're just, you know, it's all right. Don't worry, don't worry. You know, those that respond to the message, there's a double portion, blessing, anointing over your life. And the fear of missing out is so real. And so many times we, 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 we do things because of that fear. And God is saying that, I know that you're afraid of missing out, but here's the good news. I don't want you to miss out. Does it say that and your, father, and your heavenly father is telling you that you don't need these things? No, no, no. Your heavenly father is telling you that he knows that you need these things. But in verse 33, so powerful. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, not some, all these things shall be added to you. So point number two, how do we overcome our worry of other, other people's perception, other people's success, missing out what others are seemingly enjoying? Point number two, know your priorities. Know your priorities. And God is saying that, you know, in this world, you will interact with other people. And when you interact with other people, you're going to interact with their opinions, their success, their thoughts, their culture. And there's going to be so much in your life. And have you been there before? You know, where you go like, the more you talk to some people, the more, you, you, the more helpless you become. Uh, the more you don't know. Have, have you been there before where your problem is not that you, you don't have wisdom, it's that you have too much wisdom. You have too much opinions. You have too much ideas. And God is saying that in life, when you, when you interact, when you worry about other people's thoughts, 
other people's success. When you worry and want to become like other people, uh, your life is going to be so packed with stuff that, that, you will, that you can't focus on what's truly important. And so God's solution is this, come back and focus on His kingdom and focus on His righteousness. And God is saying that, hey, you know, I know you need these things and, and, and don't ever forget that, that I will bless them, I will, I will bless you with them. But what you need to do first and foremost is focus on me. Another way to look at this is this. God is saying that it's impossible to please everyone, but you can please God. Oh, that's so good. I'm going to say it one more time. It's impossible to please everyone, but you can please God. And when you please God, that's enough. When you please God, that's enough. And then let me put an example, right? Uh, um, you're going to work, you got this job. You're excited and you're thinking, I need to impress my boss, I need to impress my colleagues, I need to, I need to you know, uh, set myself up for the promotion, you know, I got to be this, I got to be that. And God is saying that if you run after these things, you're going to crumble. If you run after these things, you're going to end up creating more and more worries in your life. No, focus on me. Focus on me. So does it mean don't go to work? No, no, no. It means still turn up for work. But when you turn up for work, focus on God. Work not to please your boss, work to please God. A lot of times I, I get asked this, Pastor, how do, I, how do I share my faith in the marketplace? You know, and people always go like, you know, oh, how do I, oh, I don't know how. And I always go like, well, why don't you make excellence synonymous with your faith? See, a lot of us, we go and we, we want to go around when we think that by being salt and light in our marketplace, it's, it's by praying for people and it's by preaching the gospel. Don't get me wrong. There will be times and places to do that. But do you know what can also be equally powerful? Your excellence. Your punctuality. You see, it's, uh, we, we go to work sometimes and uh, we try to game the system. Oh, I know what time my boss comes in. My boss, and I know we're expected to be in the office by 9 o'clock, but my boss actually comes in at 9.15. So as long as I make it in before 9.15, I don't have anything to worry. No, no, no. God is saying, no, 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 no. Focus on me. If God is your CEO, if God is your line manager, I know that's a very scary thought. Welcome to my world. <laughs> if God... <laughs> it's true, right? <laughs> If, if God is your supervisor, if the Holy Spirit, well, even scarier, the Holy Spirit is your supervisor, if your Holy Spirit is your interviewer, how? Would you go in at 9.15? And that's why God is saying that. No, 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 no. Seek first my kingdom. And it's not even please God so that He will bless you. No, no, no. How will God's kingdom, the kingdom of God, the everything of God, the kingdom of God, His reputation, His honour, His namesake. How would the kingdom of God, His love, how would the kingdom of God, the church, how would the kingdom of God be best represented at my workplace? That's the question you've got to ask yourself. And, 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 and if you go like, well, I think, you know, there's definitely time to pray and, and, and preach, but I think if, if I don't, go to work on time, nobody's going to want to hear what I have to say. 
If I'm not integrous, sometimes we go to work, but then when people think of you, they think of gossip. They don't think of integrity. And what you're actually doing is, and then you you still talk about Jesus, and then after a while, people start thinking that, oh, Jesus equals gossip. Christians love to gossip. Why? Because I know a Christian and he loves to gossip. But instead, you know what you do? Christians, be integrous. Christians, be pure. Christians, be punctual. Christians, be kind. Christians, be gracious. Christians, you know, and why do we do it then? No, we do it for the kingdom. So you see, when you focus on the kingdom, when you focus on the kingdom, oh, all these things, after a while, your boss will want to promote you because he's seeing the kingdom values at work in your life. So many times I've heard people come up to me in church and, and such a powerful testimony. They say things like, oh, wow, I, 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 I had to do a presentation at work. And everyone was so blessed by the presentation. Well, they didn't say blessed. They said they were impressed, you know. Circular word. Uh, They were so impressed by the presentation. And my boss was so happy by my presentation. And then the people begin to say, and yeah. And and I said, wow, praise God. They said, yeah. And and I I begin to realize now, wow, when you teach at homes, when you teach at homes, it's not just teaching at homes. You're actually... Also, the Lord is also teaching you how to do a presentation. When you pray for people, when you serve as a host, you're not just serving as a host because you're focusing on the kingdom. Indirectly, the Father is adding to your life the ability to talk to people. And, 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 and I still remember recently I was back in Malaysia and uh, you know, one of the guys I was discipling says that, oh, he's, uh, you know, he's being promoted uh, he, he works in, uh, he, he's a, uh, he, he, I was about to say he sells drugs, but he's a, basically he's a, he works for a pharmaceutical company and uh, he, he does sell specific types of drugs to, to different hospitals and clinics. And, um, and he was telling us that, you know, I used to be such a shy person, um, but ever since I started hosting and in church, whether you're lucky or not, you have to make new people feel welcome, you have to connect. But that was actually helping me in my job. That was actually helping me with my sales. That was actually, do you see friends? When you see, if you if run after what other people, other people say, oh, you need to dress better. Your hairstyle needs to be, you need to lose some weight. If you want to go out, make a first impression, you got to go for that, uh, uh, you know, self-motivation seminar. You got to go for this, you got to go for that. But then what does the word of God say is prioritize. Go for God. Go for His kingdom and, and, and do what is right by Him. It's not only His kingdom, but His righteousness. There's righteousness in the eyes of men and then there's righteousness in the eyes of God. And our God is a God that trains us to be righteous even when nobody is seeing. In other words, God is saying that if, if you can apply some of these spiritual principles in your life, I tell you, success will come chasing after you. You don't have to go chasing for success. You don't have to go chasing for the other job. That job will come chasing after you. You're just going to focus on, 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 on serving His kingdom. Focus on being righteous before God. Amen? No, so know your priorities, friends. And maybe this is an encouragement for some of us here. You're thinking to yourself that, you know, um, uh, how, how, oh, I, 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 I'm, 
not performing as well as I would like to at work. I need to get better. I don't know how to get better, etc. Maybe God's word for you today is not so much get better, but get more consistent. Get more consistent because the kingdom is a kingdom of consistency. Maybe it's time to get more rooted in church, get more plugged in. Amen? You know, get more, I don't know, connected, not with the high flyers of society, but get more connected with the Holy Spirit who is a fountain of wisdom. And no matter what situation you're in, you will certainly have the right words to say. And you begin to go like, oh, wow. You know, this, this, this God stuff doesn't just work for church, it works for life. And that's what Jesus is saying. The world tries to get you to adopt their systems. Don't. Run to God. Prioritize His kingdom and His righteousness. And, and, and all these things shall be added. Amen? Point number three, or issue number three is this. We worry about the future. Right? We worry about the future. And Jesus is saying that, hey, don't worry about the future. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. In other words, Jesus is reminding us, point number three, to know your limitations. To know your limitations. You see, all of us here, we are built to handle a certain amount of stress. And God is saying that, hey, there's enough things to stress about today. And, and you just need to focus on today. If you keep thinking that you need to stress about the future, you're just borrowing extra stress. And I'm not making this up. You can talk to some of the very smart, you know, scientists in our church, those who study biomedical science and, and cell and doing a PhD and whatnot, and, and they'll tell you that there is a strange correlation between stress and cell degradation. In other words, your cells disintegrate, your cells weaken uh, your, when your stress increases. And so when you get stressed out, you, you fall sick because even though you have an immune system, the, the, the immune systems by themselves, the, 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 the building blocks of the immune system are not as strong as they should because of the different stresses in your life. And science is still trying to figure out why exactly, but they can, they can sense that there's a correlation. And Jesus here tells us, it's because you're worrying about tomorrow. In other words, it's because you're overloading. Can human beings handle stress? Yes, we can. Just like every building, you ask the civil engineers in church, every building can handle a certain amount of weight. And so God is saying, I design you to handle a certain amount of weight. That weight is called today. If you... Think, how do we not know our limits? By thinking that we're limitless. By thinking that we can handle tomorrow. And then when we, we, we try to dip our fingers into tomorrow and try to borrow, try to try and think that we are strong enough to handle both today and tomorrow, that's where we disintegrate. And God is saying that know your limitations, you're built for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. It doesn't say don't plan for tomorrow. But don't worry. See, there's a different thing. You don't plan for tomorrow, go for it. You got an exam tomorrow, you better plan to study today. If, if you have an interview tomorrow, you better plan, you know, your wardrobe today. Okay, so don't come and twist my words and go to, Oh, Pastor, you say, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. So uh, I just woke up the next day and, uh, you know, took my own sweet time. I said, I didn't say that. 
Jesus didn't say that as well. Jesus says, don't worry, but you can plan. But the problem is, even after we plan, we still worry. Mm? And God is saying that, no, plan. Do your due diligence. Do what you need to do, right? If you don't fly tomorrow, make sure you buy your plane tickets in advance <laughs> so it's cheaper. <laughs> you want to buy it on the spot? It's okay. The Lord provides. <laughs> you know, either way, the Lord provides. Uh, but God is saying that know your limitations. The, the problem is that when we think that we can handle tomorrow, we can possibly end up missing today. And missing on the things that God wants us to work on today. And then when we miss today, that creates a horrible tomorrow. Those of you who worked before, have you missed an email today? <laughs> Did you miss an assignment today? Do you miss a briefing today? Do you miss an appointment today? If you missed it, tomorrow is going to be an issue. So you see how Jesus is saying that when you know your limitations, you're not going to worry about tomorrow. Plan, but don't worry. And in your planning, make sure you look through today. Now you might be thinking to, to yourself, but I thought God created us to be so much more. You know, we're created in the image of God. We're created for eternity. Yes, we are. And isn't eternity just tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow? No, no, no. Eternity is a forever present. That's what eternity is. It's a forever present. I know it's deep thought. Write it down. Think about it. We can have coffee and chat next week. But eternity, eternity with God is, is, a, is, a, is a realm outside of space and time. It's a forever present. It's in God's presence. It's where God and us, we're all present in the moment together. That's what eternity is. In being in that moment with God forever. Anyway, enough of that. But know your limitations, friends. And so I hope that this encourages you. God wants to encourage you. Amen. You know, God is saying to us, hey, how long will you continue to worry? How long will you continue to worry? Maybe some of us here, maybe this is a prophetic word. Maybe there's some people here, you told yourself at the start of the year, this year I want to worry less and trust more. And if that's you, this is God's message for you. If that's you and you say that this year you want your faith to increase, then start by knowing your value. And God is in there, come on. Look at the birds, I take care of them. Look at the lilies, I take care of them. Don't you think I can take care of you? And I can only almost imagine Jesus holding back His tongue because this is before the finished work on the cross. I can only imagine Jesus thinking in His mind, if you only knew what I was going to do for you. And maybe that meditation applies to us today. The next time you worry about whatever issue, if you only knew what God was about to do for you. If you only knew. The next time other people try to push their opinions on you, oh, you should do this, you should do that, you should start saving, you should no, invest into this, you should be traveling here, you should be buying a house there, uh, you should be applying for a job, oh, you're still 30, you should be getting married, oh, you're married, you should be having children. So much noise. Focus on the kingdom and rest on the fact if, if, if you only knew what God was going to do. When you focus on the kingdom, Jesus says, God is going to add, add, and add. Amen? So begin to meditate on this. Know your value again. Know that you're deeply, richly loved by God. Know your priorities. Know that it's a privilege to be in God's kingdom and that really the, 
the, the, the best thing, this sounds like a full-time recruitment uh, 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 statement about to say, but truly, God is the best company. In every sense of the word, God, serving the Lord is the best company. When you serve the Lord, you're in the best company, both in terms of company, you get the double meaning company, and also company. No matter what job you work for today, let's say, let's say for example, by God's grace, you become the CEO of the next Fortune 500 company. Let's say you become the CEO of, of Twitter, right? Because the companies are for sale. And, and you become the CEO of Twitter. Do you know that if you fall sick, no matter how much millions you earn for Twitter, but you do know if you fall sick, the next day they're going to be looking for a replacement. No matter how much you sacrifice for your company, they're going to forget you. Fact. I know some of you go like, hey, why are you talking about my company like that? But when you serve the Lord, He will never forget you. When you serve the Lord, He will never replace you. The fact that Jesus died on the cross was to show you how irreplaceable you are. I died for you. If we were irreplaceable, I'll be like, forget you. But instead, God says, I died for you. I love you. I want to use you. Would you trust me? And, and do you know when you serve the Lord, you're in the best company because this company will go on and on and on. This company will never shut down. This company will never close down. This company will go on and on and, your, and whatever you sow into the kingdom of God will, will come back as a blessing, not just to you, but to your future generations. Talk about, you know, talk about wow, retirement. <laughs> you know, talk about pensions. Pensions in the kingdom of God never stops paying forward. So why are you running after these things? Run after God. Amen? And when you can please God, I guarantee you this, when you can please God, you can be pleasing to your boss. But so many Christians, we get the other way around. We want to please our boss instead of pleasing God. No, no. When you can please God, you're going to be pleasing to your boss. When you please God, you're going to be pleasing to your parents. When you please God, you're going to be pleasing to your boyfriend, your girlfriend. When you please God, friends, when you please God, so God is teaching you, don't worry about who to please. Don't worry about who to run after. Prioritize me. And of course, know your limitations. God is the only one that can handle tomorrow. So knowing your limitations is also knowing when to ask for help. And so God is saying the key to stop worrying is knowing when to ask for help. You see, we worry because we don't ask for help. We keep worrying, we keep worrying, we keep worrying. We're trying to spin our own plates. But God is saying that once you understand your limits, which means that there are some things beyond your control, there are some things beyond your reach, come to me the God who is always in control. Come to me, the God who is, nothing is out of His reach. And when you begin to go to God, begin to go like, it's, it's going to make, it's going to make your prayer life so powerful. It's going to make your life so fruitful. You're going to be like, you know what? I, I can't handle this. 
oh no, the more I think about it, I, I'm going to go crazy. So I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to go to God. So I don't become crazy. See, the whole world is talking about mental health, but I, I'm trying to tell you, holidays can give you a break, but it will not give you mental health. Drugs can control your neurosis, but it will not give you mental health. Going to God will give you mental health. Surrendering, letting go will give you mental health. Learning to forgive will give you mental health. That is what God is after. That is what God is offering. Do you see the heart of God? God is not only loving, but He's so caring and He wants to carry you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, that um, you want to do life with us. I thank you, Lord, that you're not a far away God. You're a God who loves us. You're a God who cares. And you want to do life with us. God, I love that you do not separate the spiritual and the secular. Instead, you say that both are interconnected. So God, I love that, Lord, you make so much sense. And God, today, Lord, from your word, we are digesting on your truth, on the fact that there will always be issues in life that will cause us to worry. But your desire for us is to stop worrying. And God, you remind us, Lord, that when worry tries to rear its ugly head, we need to remind ourselves not of how big the problem is, but how big God is and how big His love for us is. So God, I pray for everyone here. Would you help us in our moments of weakness? Not to cry, not to freak out, but remember our value. Remember our net worth. Remember that, that we're worth the Son of God dying on the cross for us. That's our net worth. And God, when we go into the world and when people who don't know you surround us and on the surface they might look more established on the surface they might look more powerful on the surface they might look to be more clever but God help us not to run after these things but Lord help us to run after you help us to seek first seek first friends it's not to say these other things it doesn't mean that you don't go for your job training all these other things are helpful but seek first the kingdom of God prioritize the kingdom of God prioritize being in the kingdom and prioritize bringing the kingdom prioritize living out the kingdom and we begin to live out the kingdom and we begin to value the righteousness of God then you're no longer working for the world you're working for God you're working with God when you make God your CEO when you make God your supervisor when you make God your general manager when you work for His glory when you're excellent not for your boss's sake or for your company's bottom line but when you're excellent for Him for God when you're kind to your colleagues not because they were kind to you but when you're kind because it's the God thing it's the God righteous thing to be kind to be compassionate to be helpful to be gracious God's going to use you to be such a powerful salt and light you're going to break 
the atmosphere of your workplace in a good way. And then when you do that, you're going to find the Lord promises these things, these rewards will be added to you. The visa will be added to you. The promotion will be added to you. The increment will be added to you. The credit will be added to you. The appreciation will be added to you. The employer of the year will be added to you. But don't run after these things. Seek first His kingdom, His righteousness. And God, I thank you that you have created within us limitations. So God, help us, Lord, to work within our limits. Help us, Lord, to work within our limits. Help us, Lord, to focus on today. Help us, Lord, not to miss out on what you have in store for us today. The people that you want us to impact today. The people that you want us to bless today. The people that you want to connect today. Help us, Lord. We don't want to worry about tomorrow that we miss today. We miss the opportunities for today. We miss the miracles for today. We miss the testimonies for today. Help us to focus on today. Help us know our limits. Because when we know our limits, we naturally depend on you more. And so God, I pray, Lord, as we know our limits, may we experience more of your limitless nature. Lord, again, I just want to pray right now. Everyone here, there could be people here, I don't know, there's something in your life and uh, like what Noel shared earlier today, your mind is cloudy, your heart is all over the place. But I want you to know that God is in control. Don't worry. This is a message for you. Don't worry. We can say don't worry, not because it's an easy thing to say. We can say don't worry because Jesus did it all. That's why we can say don't worry. Don't worry. God has accomplished it all on the cross. If God can die for you on the cross, do you think that He can't perform that miracle at work for you. If God can die for you on the cross, do you think that He can't provide a roof over your head? If God can die for you on the cross, do you think He can't provide a job for you? If God can die for you on the cross, do you think that that visa is impossible? No. Know your worth. Prioritize His kingdom. And know your limitations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.